Hey, Caleb. Hey, Joe. It's been two days since our last episode. Snow's still falling outside, but I got a call from work that they're opening up again, so I actually get paid this week. That's nice. I wish this... I was in that boat. And welcome back to our viewer who is living this months, uh, months away from the events we are talking about. Welcome to this new episode of the All New 52 podcast. I'm your host, Joe. I'm Caleb. Yes, he is. And this is Ragman. And yeah, it's so far back. I, it won't stand up otherwise. <laughs> but will it stand up to our scrutiny, Joe? Oh, will the expectations stand up to our expectations? Yep. You did it. I did. Good it. job. I tried. So, Joe, uh, do you want me to describe it since yeah, I hit me with it? that plot synopsis? Okay. So this is about Rory Reagan, who uh, was a Rory. That's what I said. Rory oh, Reagan. Okay. Um, two girls names. Um, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> why did that break us so this is about Rory Reagan who's a soldier in uh, in the Gulf War and or a Gulf War and he, he and his crew go to do some casual grave robbing and they find a ancient cloak uh, all of them die except for him he returns back to Gotham City uh, injured but alive with a lot of PTSD and a lot of survivor's guilt. And then one night he puts on the cloak and he turns into Ragman. He has no idea what's going on, but there are some demons chasing him. And then Etrigan the demon pops up and is like, yo, I can help you. But then this lady from Camelot pops up and goes, he's a demon though. So maybe you want to rethink that. And that's basically the story of Ragman. Yeah, this is a short little limited run series. At least that's what I got from it. I think I bet it's one of those things where um, they were testing the waters mm. to see if it would pick up. And because it's Ragman, I'm guessing it there didn't. wasn't enough interest. <laughs> but yeah, came around out in what, 2017? So Rebirth era, but after they stopped branding everything as Rebirth, just part of that. Yeah, and this little is time. and this is Ray Fox who worked on some Justice League Dark around that time, some Hellblazer around that time, um, some Bat. He wrote a lot of Batman Eternal, so very much within this uh, side of the DC universe. Mm -hmm. And starting off with uh, the art, this thing is consistently good the I know. entire way through. Isn't it's, that uh, it's, wonderful? Yeah, it's it's something new. Where I mean, limited series, I can expect that the art will stay the same, but. Like, it's so good. And every splash page that pops up, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, there's so much time and effort put into this. And there are so many very busy panels with, like, fire and with his with his uh, rags, like, ripping out and stuff. Yeah. But, like, it's constantly readable. Mm -hmm. And when, like, it is just super busy, you're like, oh, this is appropriately chaotic for the situation. It's and it's, like, it's Ragman, so it's kind of in the horror realm justice league dark character and all but like the art just conveys that so well yeah i love everything about it and i love this gotham city um it feels like a gotham city that you get more of like the scale of like height of everything yeah. because he moves around very much like spider-man thwips around new york city he also looks much like an alternate costume for spider-man much scarier spider-man <laughs> a spider-man who is here to to do some real business here to use up some souls so beyond the art and that i don't know i feel like we're gushing over the art 
we've had a lot of good art things on it. It's just reading week to week so many times the art switches off and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I think this is just exceptional art. Some of the best we've read so far. Yeah, it is really good. Um, Especially for a modern age thing where stuff can fall so easily into that house style. And I was thinking at first, ah, this isn't exceptional by any means, but then the Ragman stuff starts happening. And I'm like, mm -hmm. whoa, it just stays good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but how do you how do you feel about the other side? How do you feel about the uh, the writing? You know, uh, Etrigan is in this and he rhymes a lot. He also talks kind of like an old person. So do a lot of the old, so do a lot of the demons here. Most of the demons. Most yeah. of the demons are speaking with thighs and uh, thous tombst and just, you know, old fashioned old English words such as that. And it does make some of those encounters with demons not not readable isn't the right word but just a little bit harder to enjoy but there's usually action going on which keeps me engaged with it and then uh aside from that rory's always got something going on where he's talking there's not many panels of just him walking or ragging throughout the city yeah as it were and he's always talking to some of the souls he has inside of him which are his um his uh fallen squad, uh, squad. yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's just engagement keeping I, me up at like all points during it. Yeah, this does not let up. Let up. It is foot to the gas the entire time. But in a good way too. Now where you're like, we need to slow down. Like you're ready. You're ready to keep hearing what the next secret to uncover is. Yeah, as it were. I think Etrigan can always be kind of difficult to write because you have to trust that the reader will get the meter that he's speaking in. And then sometimes I feel like including in this and just about everything else I've read with Etrigan, the writer just doesn't put the meter in. He's just like, it just, it needs to rhyme. Well, it's even worse because they'll bold some words like for his inflection and whatnot, but you think it's the words that are going to rhyme and they don't, but then the word, the, uh, the, word the next do. line does. Yeah, yeah. It's super inconsistent. Um, it's, I, I like Etrigan. I think he's cool. I think he works usually when he's only talking a little bit. This forces him to talk more because he's kind of training Rory. He's explaining a lot. Yeah. And I think overall it's fine, but you get especially to those last couple issues where they're fighting the big bad and it can get a little, a little tedious. Mm -hmm. I also wish that for there was more differentiation for his squad when they're talking to him through the cloak. I wish maybe we were getting like different color word balloons or they were in different, different shapes or yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I thought it was just like his uh, captain or whatever the ranking of his leader was for the most part. And then get to the end, you see like five voices talking to him. And I'm like, oh, oh, wait, there's been multiple people this entire time. Yeah. And I just feel like they would be they would feel more like actual characters if we had that. It would make it more readable and then they would have some more character to mm -hmm. so new talking point we don't usually go over how do you feel about this being kind of an origin story for ragman yeah um i don't think i knew the origin of ragman before this because he's just always popped up as existed um and so reading over this yeah i i like the idea that rory is kind of not a good person mm -hmm. um like he's he's out grave robbing he ends up getting not only his squad killed but he also gets like other soldiers who have to go after them because they're in trouble. He gets them injured and killed. So I like, I like that aspect of him. It's not exactly fleshed out, but if this went longer, it could be. Um, but I don't think it necessarily does a great job explaining the cloak. 
No, I was, I think this is one of the better origin stories in that you get like the first issue and a half is the setup and then you're straight into the action for the rest of it. But it's one of those things where the cloak shows up and I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay, I'm, I'm going to roll with it. I don't really know where this came from, but. Like, I, I know what Ragman is, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna accept it. And Ragman's fun. Yeah, and it does give the origin of how the cloak came to Earth, and all that's fine. I just think the mechanics of it could have been differentiated a little bit more, like um, using up the souls and whatnot. Yeah, like how and, it gets powered. And like I get it. I've read enough Justice League Dark and stuff like that where he pops up. I know, I know who he is, but I kind of think as hokey as we find that one line in um, Suicide Squad where uh, Flag is talking about Katana. We could have used the line where he's like, the rag traps the souls, souls of, of his its... victims. <laughs> Something just to explain it a little bit more for someone who has no idea who Ragman is and is just picking this up. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe that would have helped it sell a little bit better, although I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, you look at him, on the cover, he just looks like a mummy. I think he looks a lot better in the actual comic. But then in the comic, he just looks like Bandage Spider-Man. <laughs> really cool covers, by the way. Oh, man. It, uh, back to the art. Just all the, I love all the splash pages yeah. and the covers. There's one where it's uh, they have really big stylized chapter introductions or issue introductions. And there's one that's just like it's a horizontal spread page and everything's uh, written sideways on it. It's such a refreshing change of pace. Um. How do you feel that they, I feel like with Ragman, you can kind of give him the rags and have him just be one of the, like a street level uh, hero mm -hmm. where he's just kind of doing not so big stuff. And maybe this is me only knowing him from Arrow, where I think his costumes also a little bit better in that show, weirdly enough, where that show usually has awful, awful costumes. But the the demon stuff, I wasn't expecting it to be so like. Yeah, this is pretty this is pretty big stuff right here. Um I guess it's big in the sense that it is demons. Yeah. But like in the grand scheme of DC. Yeah, when you zoom out, demons aren't that big a deal. Um just in the sense that like Constantine's always fighting them, you mm -hmm. know. One of my favorite I don't know anything yeah. about Justice League Dark Side of the Universe though. One of my favorite issues of Zatanna just kind of has her casually having a priest bless a pool of water so she can exercise a haunted casino. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's kind of big. Like they obviously want this to matter because they have Etrigan dropping in. They also have Batwoman making a cameo kind of these things to pull people in with like landmarks that, you know, but I don't think that's that big. I do think it would be cool to see a story that's kind of street level. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, especially since I don't, we don't really have street level heroes in the DC dark like area. Yeah. But then again, he's also in Gotham, which is all street level heroes. So like, would he stick yeah, out? Yeah, a billion of the street level heroes too. Yeah. And aside from, you know, Batwoman showing up, Atrigan, it taking place in Gotham, Gotham, Gotham. Uh, this doesn't feel like very DC either. If that, well, maybe in the sense that it's like aimed at a DC audience, but I don't know. It just it it felt like some a different publisher was a hold of this. Maybe that's just like the quality of the art and the writing and just the pace of the story. It didn't feel didn't feel so written for the trade 
that some of their books tend to. Yeah, it's definitely, well, I think it's because it's written for a trial run. Mm -hmm. And uh, I asked you today, because I'm reading some Hellblazer that ends in 12 issues, and I asked you what's the perfect length. And you said six issues like this is. And yeah, I I feel, I kind of, you know, Far Sector's wrapping up soon. I kind of, by the time this comes out, probably has wrapped up. I kind of wish we got more six to six to twelve issue miniseries with these characters who aren't going to sell, you know, month to month books that go on for you know hundreds Years. of issues. Um, but I feel like if we got more of those, then one, the quality of story would probably be better because it's it'd be a little bit more focused, and two, we'd see more cool characters who wouldn't usually pop up. Yeah, six to eight, I feel like it's a nice sweet spot. Um, just like there's. There's so many things that can go wrong in that where it's like, oh, the story's too rushed or you stretch it out. Oh, there's not enough going on. And maybe they set up stuff that they couldn't resolve in time. But yeah, this was a super refreshing. I, I turned to the side expecting a number one to be there on the bottom. And then I was like, oh, this is it. That's, wow, that felt complete. That's one of the reasons I picked this up uh, when I did was because, you know, I was choosing between a couple different trades at the store. And I was like, well. This is a complete story. All these other ones have number ones and I don't want to do the research to find out if they have number twos mm-hmm. um, or number threes is more appropriate because if they're labeled, then they probably have at least one more, but you never know past that. No. So weird that this, uh, something like this got collected too. So, so many of these small runs just get yeah. lost to time. Yeah. Which is such a shame, um, which is why I'm glad that this, this does stick out. So are there any negatives that uh, stuck out to you? Yeah, I have a couple. Um, so, you know, we kind of touched on Etrigan and the... Uh, meter, the, the lack of meter. Yeah, and then the squad within the cloak. Um, those are some. But also I feel like uh, Rory could be more of a fleshed out character. And you mentioned the pace and how uh, you really enjoyed it. I feel like this could have slowed down in a couple moments. Um, and especially with the relationship he has with one of his um one of his squad members uh uh widow i feel like that could have been the, where that goes it should have been fleshed out a little bit more um same with the relationship with his dad i so i just wish we could have gotten more of rory as a character um cuz almost immediately he puts on the cloak he starts doing cloak stuff and i like the cloak stuff but if it does feel a little exhausting after a while um and then I, I feel like the finale is in some ways kind of divorced from the rest of the comics, just in the sense that somewhere off in suburbia. Yeah. Um, it is with, it does have an emotional core that draws Rory in, but I feel like um, that felt a little bit out of place. It kind of just feels like they're dumping them in, in a, um, like an empty set. Yeah. So it's like a they, playground area, basically. Yeah, so that they don't have to worry about, you know, other Gotham heroes swooping in. Um. When now that you bring up Rory feeling having a lack of characterization, I I agree with that. But I'm also happy that we got just so much Ragman action because I was fully expecting to be okay. Rory's like investigating, having these character moments, and like the last three issues are Ragman action, just because you know more time consuming and whatnot. Um, but I was just ecstatic that he he was. He, once he puts on the cloak, he's it's on for the rest of yeah. the time. It, and he takes it off maybe or goes back to normal form like two times later. Um, It's kind of a catch 22, because if you're going to have more character, you have to sacrifice more action. So, so I can see it going either way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was having trouble getting behind. He has he at the very beginning has this big uh, soul usage to like use the full power of the rags and his squad mates being part of the rags know exactly how it works now. <laughs> nice, nice logic there. Uh, and they're explaining to him, oh, yeah, you, you, you can't do that too much. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to use it all up. And he's like, oh, I can't do that. I can't lose my precious squad mates, which I get it. PTSD. He's trying to keep all these things close. I feel like he should know at some point maybe these guys should move on maybe these guys shouldn't be uh possessed and held captive by his rags well that also depends like i guess well and the reason it is is because this is all about his survivors kill. yeah but from a from a mechanical sense it's like well do they go to hell afterwards or do they just empty into the void <laughs> and in that sense i kind of like Hey, if those if those squad members are going to hell maybe maybe they want to stick around for a while also the uh how powerful Rory is and how much he can endure as Ragman isn't really well uh conveyed. Conveyed. Yeah. yeah. There's a moment uh at the end of issue five where the big bad just kind of stabs a lot of fingers through him. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I mean it looks painful. If it was like Batman or something, I can see that sucking, but I don't know if he gets Strong, if how much endure, how much he can endure with this on, like his eyes get burned out at one point. He's like, ah, the rags will take care of me. Yeah, I do like that. At the end is he does have consequences to his exploits, mm -hmm. and it's like his vision's just it's go, it's basically gone. Yeah, he's legally point. blind. Um, yeah, yeah, I I think that I think that's all fair. But yeah, the I the constant this being a complete story and the constant action just stopped any really big things from bothering me mm -hmm. aside from like stuff i'm looking to like okay i'm coming at this to talk about it let me have some critiques going into it and when it comes at and when it comes to stories about ragman this is what you got and you're pretty <laughs> yeah, lucky i've never seen anything good. else well like you know he's in future state justice league dark he just popped up um you've read him in justice before he shows the up two pages he's in <laughs> like he shows up i'm sure he's in the background of plenty of batman comics or whatever it's just you know he's not the character he's such a c-list hero yeah he's not gonna get his own story he's a lot like dead man i have a dead man trade back there and i'm i, I haven't read it yet i'm just really delightful that delighted that i get to own one because i like dead man a lot um and so yeah like i was gonna buy it if it was good or bad, I'm just really happy that it's good and that I can like go back to it and be satisfied. And recommend it to some people now. Yeah. 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 It, I, it's a great story to introduce people into a character because so many of these uh, small characters will have just not great stories. As much as I love Silk, her her like three uh, three trades are just all over the place in quality and it's the characterization that makes me love her and i'm like mm, recommending this can be difficult i will never get a madame xanadu who's not just in the background getting mad at constantine for something it's you know it, we are definitely lucky in that regard yeah it was a really refreshing story all right well you got for me joe <laughs> if you're done talking about the rag man i'm the rag man we didn't uh, name the artist earlier, which I feel bad about. That is, uh, that's because I can't pronounce words. Um, Inak, 
Anakai uh, Miranda. Uh, she also, I think it's she, I don't know. I just, Miranda made me think it was a she. Here I am, presuming the gender. This doesn't make me look good. At least I tried to credit her um, or him. They also wrote some, uh, or drew some Batgirl and stuff, uh, but they're really great. And then Eva De La Cruz also worked on this. Oh, I see it in the back. Uh, okay, I was going to, I was doing it. I didn't uh... see what it was. I just saw you on something. Oh, yeah, I'm doing a bit because... It's a, it's in my cloak, as it were. Oh, <laughs> are you gonna release the soul into my my uh, domain? Yes, I am. Take take it from my cloak. Oh, it's a trap! He's sucking my soul. Ah, uh, aha! You've been fooled, April <sighs> fools. Okay. You haven't been fooled. We established yeah. this beforehand. Yeah, it's it's a manga. Yeah, it's a manga. I like manga, and this is my favorite one. It's not that I don't like manga. It's just this is a this is more than i'm used to oh you'll be, you'll be okay it's me it's me being like i i'm not familiar with this <laughs> so why shaman king why shaman king it is uh a story that starts out very untypical and then kind of falls into typicalness towards the back half of its run but i just love it you know there's some there's some series you just you love for whatever reason and this is one of them all right well i will give it my uh, full and fair shot next week on the pod. I also think it's enough of a solid start because some, some volume ones. Now we established like 12, 13 issues was our limit. How many reincarnations? Oh, did you already see it? (laughs) Yeah. I looked at, I looked to see how long it was and it's eight reincarnations. Well, so that's 20 page chapters. Normally it, the first chapter for a new series is always like 40 to 50. All right. So basically nine issues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So if you like what you've seen, like what you've heard, uh, feel free to rate us on any of the podcast services that you use. iTunes specifically. We love five-star reviews over there. That helps us find new listeners. And of course you would want us to find new listeners, wouldn't you? Because then you can recommend us new things and give us feedback at allnew52podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. We'd love to see what they are, especially... um, I know that both of us are kind of starting to get to the end of our shelves before we get into a series that we've already covered. We got a couple more issues left in us. Yeah, yeah. So it would be helpful to find some recommendations. Uh, And yeah, I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely day. And don't get fooled on April Fool's. Pointing at the camera. There we go. April Fool's already passed by this point. It'll be two days later. (laughs) Okay. Bye.